Hello, sports fans, and welcome back to Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And, well, week one is almost officially over. We obviously have Monday Night Football, but it is basically over. And what can I say? But I am so happy that the NFL is back. Now, obviously, I think everybody has missed the fans. And that was truly, I think, the, the biggest takeaway I could take from this week one is the fans are back and it's it's just so great to see when an atmosphere like that is getting jumping and they, you know there's those big plays that happen and you hear the crowd it's it's just a wonderful 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 thing to hear but obviously look we we've it's been so great because there hasn't been a lot that is great that has happened obviously the past year and a half obviously with covid and a lot of other things so football's really that you know where everybody can come together and just just enjoy life, you know. That that's truly what football brings uh, for people, and I, I think it, it was great to see the fans back. Obviously, college football has been going on for a few weeks, so we've seen that atmosphere rocking. You know, we've seen some big games already in college football, which we'll talk about maybe this week uh, later on. But I, I, it's just it's so great to see some fans back, and I and it, it I'm going to be going to the Chargers Cowboys game next week, so that's you know I'm I'm going to be immersed into that atmosphere. But I, it's you know, and we saw today we did see the the, the fans the impact that they have on football games. I mean, they, they truly can. And make an impact on the football on a football game but today we are we are entering this new segment obviously i've already entered i've entered uh in the box which is a new segment for the pregame and now we have something called aftermath which is just a segment where we obviously recap of all of sunday's glorious games um and so let's get into it and i'm going to start with the first one because i owe this team an apology i owe the arizona cardinals an apology now Look, I, 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 the a- NFC West is completely stacked. And, and the, before we even get into the Cardinals alone, the NFC West is going to be the best division of football. There's no question about it. After this weekend, every team is 1-0. The 49ers handled business in Detroit. Almost. Almost lost, though. Almost lost. Seattle hit, handled business in Indianapolis. Uh, the Rams handled business at home versus the Bears. And, well, the Cardinals, I think they handled the most business, and they showed up the most. Uh, I mean, what I saw from the Cardinals was something we've been expecting for the past two years. Look, we've known that Kyler Murray has been this electric player, but he hasn't truly shown it. He's shown it glimpses, but, you know, obviously last year they started so hot, and then they just fell off a cliff the last half of the season. Um, but they're here. They're here. Kyler Murray had five total touchdowns today, 289 passing yards, and it wasn't without his great partner in crime, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, man, you know, there was a lot of controversy going on this year. Obviously, he's not a vaccinated player, and it was, there was this whole thing. He, he said he might even retire. Thank God he didn't because it's it, it, it's it's never a Sunday without DeAndre Hopkins dominating defense. He had two touchdowns. He just he could not be stopped. And one of them, the toe tap was insane. I mean, it would, that is what you want in your receiver to make. But it wasn't just the offense that helped the Cardinals cruise to a 38 to 13 win over the Titans. This defense, man. I mean, look, I I wasn't a big guy in this JJ Watt signing, and I'm still a little skeptical about it. But he made some plays where it was like he, that. That's why they got him. That's why they got him. He made a huge. I mean, Derrick Henry had an opportunity. The Titans were, you know, in, encroaching on a touchdown, and they had they had four chances to get in there. Uh, I mean, they had they they had two chances to get in there. It was about like first 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 and goal at the two, 
And Derrick Henry gets shut down three straight times. Obviously, Ryan Hill, Ryan Tannehill rushes it in for a touchdown. But that defensive stop showed me what type of defense we're going to get from the Cardinals this season. Look, Derrick Henry only had 17 carries for 57 yards. Teams are figuring out what Derrick Henry likes to do. And that's just a run, like run smack mouth football. That's what he likes to do. And Chandler Jones put on a hell of a performance. Five sacks, four tackles for loss. Uh, might I say, early defensive player of the year candidate. <laughs> but I, I think the Cardinals get all my respect now. I really, I, I under, underestimate this team. I mean, it's a long season, but what I saw today was very, very impressive, especially from Cliff Kingsbury, a coach that I would say is on the hot seat this year. The next thing is we saw the second, we saw second year quarterback shine today. Justin Herbert, 31 for 47, 337 yards and a touchdown and a win. Jalen Hurts, 27 for 35, 264, and three touchdowns, and a win. Joe Burrow, 20 for 27, 261, and two touchdowns, and a win. The Joe Burrow one just warms my heart. It it, it really warms my heart because from a dude who suffered a catastrophic injury and where people are like, he might not even play this season, he might not be even back, he went out there and won the football game. Now, out of all the guys I just listed, Joe Burrow got a little bit of the more help. Joe Mixon had over 100 yards. He had a few tutties. But Joe Burrow, regardless, had himself a game, 261, two touchdowns. That's never an easiest thing to do in the NFL. And he got the win because the rookie kicker, hey, man, that's that's got to be his. <laughs> that's got to be his dream right there. Game on the line, overtime. You hit the game winner in overtime at home as a rookie. You couldn't you couldn't script it any better. Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert were two guys. I just thought these dudes are going to be legit. Now I'm I'm still skeptical on Jalen Hurts. I still think he has a little bit more to show me. But I, I'm 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 happy what I with what I saw today. And the Eagles had a convincing win, 32 to six against the Atlanta Falcons. And Justin Herbert, man, he's just he's coming. But he's he's just back where he started. I mean, he, absolute cannon of an arm. Uh, he's he, he's he's still and this is with Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. I mean, they they still have the growing pains. He made a few mistakes in the red zone where it's like you know those are throws you just shouldn't make. But regardless, they came out the win on the road, um, and so did Jalen Hurts. They came out with a huge win on the road. So props to both of them, quarterbacks. We're going to be hearing I mean, you're going to be hearing their name a lot this season, especially Herbert Her- Herbert Hurts and Burrow. Now, in in what I mentioned earlier. And I think it's important is this season is going to be fascinating. And I think we saw it this week alone showed why it's going to be so fascinating. Herbert threw the ball 47 times. Jalen Hurts threw the ball 37 times. You know, there were plenty of quarterbacks. Josh Allen threw it 51 times. Kirk Cousins threw it 49 times. Jared Goff threw it 57 times. You know, this is the new meta. I mean, (laughs) it's not the meta. This is the new way. We are going to see historic numbers from quarterbacks because of the way that they are throwing the ball. Look at Dak Prescott. He threw the ball 58 times on Thursday. Brady threw it 51. This is the new normal for the NFL, but it's going to cost some teams. And I don't think teams should rely heavily on the pass. And my prime example was with the Bills today. Look, Josh Allen, if not, is the fan favorite to win MVP. He, he, I mean, everyone coming into the season is Josh Allen is the MVP. I was never sold on it. One, because of the inconsistency. Look, he had one phenomenal year. We're going to ignore every other bad year and take off that year and be like, yeah, he's MVP. I didn't really buy that. Not saying that Josh Allen can't still win MVP, but after what I saw today, 
I just, I'm just getting old Josh Allen vibes. The inconsistencies there, the accuracy, which was always a concern, really showed up today, and it, it wasn't great. There were too, there were too many passes where it was like, that's a that's when you got to hit on the money. That's when you got to hit on the money. But it's not even the accuracy because look. Josh Allen has a phenomenal arm. If not, he has the one of the best arms, if not the best arm in the NFL. But that doesn't equate to getting the ball to your receivers all the time. And the fact they threw 51 times is because no one buddy in their mom is scared of Devin Singletary. That's why I don't I, that's why I'm not buying the Bills because look, I get it. It's a new way that we're going to see a huge rise of pass attempts or quarterbacks this season. And I don't have a problem with it, but the problem is if you're a team like the Bills who doesn't have a running back that they fear, then they're not they're not going to try to defend the run. <laughs> Look, Devin Singletary had a solid game. I'm not taking away from his game. He had 11 he had 11 touches for 71 yards, but the point is nobody is scared of him. Devin Singletary doesn't put fear in defenders' eyes. So the Bills are going to have to figure it out. Look, that's why they lost today. Because the Steelers said, hey, you know what? We want you to throw, Josh. We want you to throw. And it costed them at the end of the day. It costed, They only put up 13 points. For a team where people are saying Josh Allen, I mean, sorry, 16 points. For a team that people are saying, wow, this, this Bills team is going to be explosive. I don't think a team is stopping them. Well, the Steelers went in to Buffalo and pretty much shut down Josh Allen. Also, Stephon Diggs only had nine receptions for 69 yards. So, and I'm not just taking away from the Bills. The Steelers played a hell of a game and are one of the teams that no one really expected to win this week. And so I give a lot of props to the Bills. Congratulations. I mean, I give a lot of congratulations to the Steelers. You know, that's a huge win, especially after the catastrophic ending to their season last year. They come and get a huge win against obviously going to be an AFC rival for years to come. But moving on to our last major subject that I want to talk about, and I think this is what everyone's questioning, what is going on with Green Bay? I mean, what What did I watch? You know? Um, before I get into that, Jameis Winston deserves all the props. I mean, he, he threw for 148, five touchdowns, which I think, which I believe is the lowest amount of passing yards with the most with five touchdowns in like NFL history. Like no one has ever done that with that few passing yards. But what is happening to the Green Bay Packers? Look, it, it, you know, obviously this offseason was not ideal for the Packers. But then it came back and it seemed like everything was fixed. It was like, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is back. The Green Bay Packers are going to be fine. They're already NFC Championship title favorites. That's not how it works. And I, and I, and I think no one really addressed that because... You can't isolate yourself you, yourself from the team the whole entire summer, cut off all communication, not show up to OTAs, you know, you know, just barely make it to training camp, and players want to play for you. Like that's that that's not how it works. As great as a quarterback you is, as you are, it it doesn't matter because they the team has feels like feels like you just left them. So. That, that's my two cents on it, and it, and it, but it, it even goes further than that. Aaron Rodgers just didn't look like himself. I mean, he was overthrowing receivers. His decision-making at some points was like, is this a rookie quarterback or like a, a rookie Aaron Rodgers or like what? Like I'd rather have Jordan Love out there at quarterback, honestly, because 
I mean, there were plenty of times, especially in the red zone, where it was like, you know, a routine throw that Aaron Rodgers would make, but he made it so difficult on himself that it turned to an interception. So I, I just don't know where Green Bay goes from here. You know, because it's funny because it was almost like Green Bay was acting like, oh, this is the last dance. Well, this isn't the last dance if you're going to get sh- shut up by the Saints and lose 38 to 3. Well, it, it, yeah, no, this, this is not the last dance. I think Michael Jordan has a little different take on what the last dance is. But regardless, uh, big credit to the Saints, a huge win. Obviously, they've been, you know, the, the Saints have gone through a lot, obviously, with Hurricane Ida. And they haven't been able to really practice at their own facility. So a huge win for the Saints regardless. And big props, big props to Jameis Winston. Um, just some, you know, you know, a few short things that I want to talk about real quick. Not a day for rookie quarterbacks. They didn't look great. Mac Jones, only exception. But Trevor Lawrence, my God. I mean, I, the, the, some of those throws was not coaching. Those are throws that looked, those are just bad throws. I mean, they were, they were not throws that you would see from Trevor Lawrence. And I can't even blame Urban Meyer on some of that. But overall, the the Jaguars look completely lost. And if Urban Meyer is still the coach by seven weeks, I will be shocked. I'm I'm not even kidding. I mean, the way that I've heard sources say, well, I don't. I haven't heard one good source about what the players think about Urban Meyer. And I, I don't think this loss is going to make it any better. The locker room has no respect for him. He treats them like they're collegiate players, which at this level in the pros, it's almost disrespectful. It is disrespectful, not almost disrespectful. I, there, there's no up for Jacksonville right now. There's no up. And Houston Texans got a huge win. Houston Texans got a huge win. Um, will that be their only win of the season? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't really base it off, you know, them beating up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the Chiefs, as always, come back. You know, I don't think there's much more to say about that. They 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 just they came back. Um when can we see Fields? When can we actually see a full game of Justin Fields? Andy Dalton, no disrespect, is awful. He's awful. And as a Cowboys fan seeing him last year, he's awful. I mean, he he's dreadful. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just don't know how it's to put it. He's he's dreadful. Um, yeah, we, we need to see Justin Fields soon because I, I, I don't think Chicago Bears fans, I don't think NFL fans can bear to witness another five or six weeks of Andy Dalton at the helm for the Chicago Bears. Um, um, obviously, I didn't go through all the games. The Giants-Broncos was another great game. Um you know, the 49ers-Lions, um, Seahawks-Colts was another good one. The Jets-Panthers, Sam Brown got his revenge versus a former team. Um, and, yeah, and so we have the Monday night game coming up, Ravens versus Raiders. Uh, that should be an interesting one. I'm probably going to take the Ravens in that one. The line has the Ravens by four. So I'm going to take I'm gonna take the Ravens on that one respectfully. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm Chris Jude signing off. Peace.